Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And books are sexy. Welcome to a special episode of Bubbles and Books, in which we're not drinking bubbles because my child is shaming about drinking on the job. <laughs> the special guests this week are are your middle. They're both middle children. Oh, it must be hard. You're gonna read some books in your you life. You don't know what it's like to have an older sister. No, I don't. Sorry, I don't either. You we're just get to be the children. boss of all you. Yeah, exactly. That's how we ended up running a business. But then you know what? When you're the oldest, you don't know how your kids the strictest feel. rules for you. Yeah. Yeah, the strictest rules. And you're the one who's expected. Yeah, but when you're a kid, you can, like, boss around your little siblings. And True, you but you no have a little sibling to boss around. It's yeah. so Atticus. Yeah, but a, I also child. have an older sister to boss me around. That's it sounds true. like a really balanced life. No. At least I don't have to do algebra. <laughs> no. True. I'm done with algebra. We don't do the maths. What, did, what does your favorite shirt say? I'm an English major. You do the math. Yep, Exactly. And maybe math will be for you. Math sucks for me. So we should introduce these special mouthy guests <laughs> who are our middle children. Um, this is Floris. Floris? <laughs> hey, Floris. <laughs> Cut that. What's up? This is Flora Alice Leper. She is my third child, and she is nine years old, about to turn 10. Flora, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. I have a dog. Mm -hmm. Who's sitting on your lap. What kind of dog is she? A King Charles Cavalier. And what's her name? Posey. Yeah. What kind of things are you into, Flora? What brings you joy? Besides your dog licking the chocolate frosting from your donut off your face. Um, Watching TV. That doesn't bring me joy. Doing crafts and Mm -hmm. playing on my iPad with my friends. Okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing. Sit up nice and straight. You know I love to work on posture. There. Now your voice. See, look how perfectly aligned you are. Can I just like so point it right down? No, 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 no. It's perfect just where you are. Um, Ellen, introduce me to this child that I already know. <laughs> this is Atticus Taylor Grimm, and he just turned 11. He is my middle child. He's a pretty special middle child. I don't hear many Atticus stories except for the delightful ones. You're always delightful, aren't you? No. (laughs) I'm always annoying. And I'm proud of it. Hey, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Flora said she has a dog. I thought you were just about to put that in your pocket. No, I was trying to unhook my butt from my seat. Um, (laughs) Something you have in common... With Flora, besides being a middle child, is you also have a... Dog. Yeah, yeah. tell us about your dog and you. He's a pug, mm-hmm. and he's stinky. Ooh. His name is Tato. <laughs> what? Why is he stinky? It's just his natural smell. Oh, we even, accept him. Even when he comes out of the shower, he still smells sort of bad. <laughs> Do you take showers with him? Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> I, I have to take showers with my dog. Not every day. When it's her time for a bath, they just go in the shower together. Yeah. She always looks really sad. 
It's like she's traumatized. How does Tato feel about showers? He tries to run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's why I shovel with my dog. Mm-hmm. So I close the door and she can't get out. Uh-huh. And she has to just sit there while I do my hair. Um, but Atticus, <laughs> it's nice to learn about your pug Tato, who I think is hilarious. And you had a long, long passion. I just want to say I'm semi-responsible for getting you your dog. Would you give me that? Uh, no. How did you end up with your first dog? What happened first? I went to Dairy Queen. Oh, you are so cheap. No, your mom became my friend. And I told her she had to get a dog. And then you got a dog. And then once the seal was broken, you could advocate. And I told your mom, two dogs is no different than one. Just do it. She lied. But. (laughs) I was already obsessed with pugs ever since I was like two. I know. And what are you wearing today? A pug shirt dabbing. Dabbing. Yeah, dabbing. Dabbing, dabbing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't okay. get to choose my outfit. <laughs> you asked me to pick it out. Only because I knew you would. If I picked it out, you were going to be like, no, let's do this. <laughs> you actually are dressed sort of similarly Let to my brain today. Oh no, I can open you it. You got it? Okay. Um, Atticus, tell us more about yourself aside from dogs and dabbing. Tell us about yourself. I make games mm-hmm. on a game called Roblox. Yeah. Oh. I also make Roblox <laughs> shirts. My entire life is basically playing Roblox with my friends all day, being bored and doing nothing. You don't have I a time games. limit. I don't have a time limit. <laughs> I do. He gets told to put it away. Yeah. From He's my grandma, addict, not from you though. But he can <laughs> he can still like sneak at night and like mm. do them like. Sometimes I confiscate his devices. I fall asleep at like eleven o'clock. <gasps> Lies. I I've done it before. <laughs> I I wake up at eleven o'clock. Flora likes to sleep in. You like to sleep in. So are you like really tired right now? Yeah. So we invited you on because we love you, but oh, also sure. you make us very proud because you're both great readers. Um, we, you have your unique interests and we want to know more about it. We want to give you guys an opportunity to talk about your reading interests and learn from each other, like what you're into. So why don't we get started with a question from Flora. Flora, what do you want to ask Atticus? Um, you know what we always start with? What? Let's all talk about what we're reading right now. That is usually what we start yeah, with. Yeah, we like to start with what we're reading. So, Flora, why don't you start and we'll all go around. I'm reading a book called Bob. And tell me about Bob. It's about this girl who is coming back to see her grandma for the first time in six years. And she can't remember, like, anything except... There was, like, something in her closet. She So she goes up and there's, like, this goblin zombie thingy. In the closet yeah. that she stays in at her grandma's house? Yeah. Wow. And it was, like, her best friend, apparently. But her memory had kind of been wiped. Yeah. But when she got to see him again, she yeah. remembered? Uh, no. She didn't. But she remembered him when she's... 
That's cool. It's kind of like when you discover an artifact from like your young childhood. Yeah. Like remember your space gum? Yeah. <laughs> the space, space gum was this little plastic toy we had that was a space gun. Like yeah. a laser gun. Yeah, and it had a trigger, and when you fold on it, it'd go pew, 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 and then light up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks a lot like Ray Gun's logo. Yeah. So, what are you reading right now, Atticus? The Cardboard Kingdom. It's a graphic novel. It's about a bunch of neighborhood kids who like to make costumes out of cardboard and kind of role play their own story in their neighborhood. So they're doing a lot more productive things than playing Roblox is what you're saying. <laughs> well, that's kind of like a rude. <laughs> <laughs> you did a really good job describing the synopsis of that book. That was awesome. And you just got a new book to read. The to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh my gosh! Flora. <laughs> I think we got to get you a copy. Such a good idea. I already have we like have copies 52 we we books. Got, yeah, we did the graphic novel version. Oh, yes, cool. because I only read graphic novels, of course. That's okay. That's why we have them. So he's going to learn about his namesake. Are you so excited, Atticus? Now, let's get started on some questions. Flora, what are you curious about when it comes to Atticus and reading? What do you want to ask him? What type of book do you like usually read i think we got that answer tell us more about it what do you like about graphic novels they have pictures and not just words mm -hmm. i like looking at pictures because it can kind of teach me how to improve my art because my friends say i'm good but i i don't i i, I think they're lying all i can draw is like a, a couple of squares draw a face on it and i'm like <laughs> there you go that's a a person well, something that's really fun to see when it comes to graphic novels is and picture books is how many different art styles can tell a compelling story. So the illustrators I love all do it differently. It's not hyper-realistic or a particular style. And I think the same is true of graphic novels. But I do like that graphic novels for you are both a way for you to consume stories, but also a way for you to think about your own craft. That's super cool. Yeah. Flora, how about you? What's your favorite kind of book? Favorite genre or format? Really anything but graphic novels and comic books because I get through those too fast. So you guys are like complete opposites. Mm -hmm. You like a big fat book? Mm -hmm. Do you like more realistic or fantasy-type novels? Well, I do some fantasy. Yeah. But if you had to pick, like today, is it sometimes, it's just, is it your mood? No, it's just really anything. Yeah. She's not a picky reader. I can give her anything and she'll read it. She read... Um, the Kingdom Over the Sea. Yeah, recently. <laughs> but no, I was going to say an elderly lady is up to no good. You read that? <laughs> it's about like an 88-year-old woman ago. who like takes people down. No, she's a serial killer. Yeah. See, look at all these things you're learning to aspire to today. Yeah. And one of the things that surprises me most about Flora is she not only likes to read fiction, but she really likes nonfiction. Yeah. Nonfiction is truthful. 
Remember, you like reading books about real things. Not as much. Okay. But it's still good. Yeah, and you also like creepy things, right? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Why don't you ask Atticus another question? He hasn't asked a question. Yeah, you you need to ask Flora a question. Oh, let me see. Did you eyes just like do cross some of these? Come on. alive. You're on a podcast. Come okay, on. Now. You want to be a YouTuber? What do you think this is? <laughs> Show that personality. Come on. Uh. <laughs> Stage mom. Um. Well, I can hear me like, hey guys, hey, like and subscribe. Well, you know how to do it. <laughs> I do not say that though. I have video evidence. Video <laughs> evidence. <laughs> Correct, I do. No, you don't. Now go on. That was me when I was... Um, I didn't prepare any because you never told me what it was. You can ask her okay. anything you okay. want. Ask her okay. anything you want to know. Anything that pops It doesn't even head. have to be about books. Okay. Uh, what games do you like to play on your iPad? Ooh, that's a good one, well, a popular question. I have, like, no space on my iPad. I have a really old iPad, and I only have 16 GB of space. Total, and, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and on your iPad, you would probably have, like, at least, like, 52. But, but answer so, question. So I only have three games, Roblox, Among Us, and Minecraft. You want to ask him back what his favorite games are on what, his iPad? What's your favorite games? Roblox, Roblox, and Roblox. <laughs> You're just being so boring right now. So basic. <laughs> you do other things besides play Roblox. <laughs> Can you think of anything? I watch YouTube, but that's not. That's, that's not, true. Yeah, my parents won't let me watch YouTube Good anymore. For them. I do on her iPad because it's restricted to a certain amount of time because it's addictive. She'll watch YouTube forever. Some of it's interesting and nature themed and some of it is just total junk. No, I can't even watch the nature things. Yes, you can within your time limit on your iPad. Yeah, but I have... TVs are for watching shows. Right. iPads are for playing games. And I guess YouTube doesn't qualify under either. So goodbye. Yes, YouTube. Peace out, YouTube. I have a question for you, Flora. What? What is your favorite book of all time? Best book you've ever read? I don't have any favorite books. But we talked about this in the car. What has one that stuck with you? Something that was special. You had a good answer for me. Got to do a little. Okay. And why is that? Why is that one <clears throat> stand out to you? Because it's about a doctor that's an animal doctor and he can talk to animals. Would you love talking to animals? I mean, I guess. Uh huh. If you could talk to any kind of animal besides a dog, what would you want to talk to? A panda. Mm-hmm. What would you like say to the panda? Would you be like, I like your outfit? What would you say? Can you come live in my backyard? And what if they were like, do you grow bamboo back there? I'll I'll buy bamboo seeds and I'll plant them. 
So what if the panda gave you like a long list of demands to live in your backyard? I'll do you? it. I'll do it. Okay. Cool. Atticus, how about you? Do you have an all-time favorite book or something that sticks in your memory as something special? Does it count if it was like one of my books that I wrote? Yeah, sure. Tell us about it. What's okay. your favorite book you've ever written? In third grade, I actually believe, with my friend, not just by myself, I wrote over 200 comic books. Oh my gosh. There were a lot. Were they related book. in theme and character, or were they all different? We had like <coughs> over 17 different series. Mm-hmm. My favorite series was probably um, one called Ninja Pugs, and it was about, um, well, all of our books were themed about pugs, besides <laughs> this one one that was about robots, but it was a little violent. <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah. You wrote um, a ton of books. I did. Mm-hmm. I don't lie. Um, yeah, Ninja Pugs was basically about a bunch of, like, like four pugs. Um, there was Bo, a Bentley. And then I think there was one named just Pug. Mm-hmm. And Pug was the guy who thought it was a pajama party. So he, he was in his pajamas. Or like a costume party. So he was in his pajamas or something. And he he was forced to learn from the ninja masters or Pugs or whatever. And um, But I don't think he ever really got was successful. Um, and yeah, they just chopped wooden boards and climbed up hills and defeated enemies. It was a pretty good book. I but that was my favorite series. Mm-hmm. My favorite book of all time was the crossover. That's what inspired all of our books that me and my friend actually written together. That was our first book we ever written together. It was um I was already writing books by myself and he was writing books by himself. He had a book called uh, uh, like a pug us or something. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so cool! And I had like something called Sussamungas. <laughs> that's a great title. And it was about um, an Among Us character with like spiky hair riding on Lightning McQueen. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! Way to combine and, all the things you love. And so basically, we combined that into one book, and I remember. That they they were they went skiing one time, and the Lightning McQueen skied for some reason. And the, <laughs> this and sounds the like a crazy dream. That's what it sounds like to me. All the crazy things getting mashed up together. Yes, I had a dream last night about Rachel and her mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking about crazy things mashed together. Her mom was doing my nails. What? It was so cool. Yeah. It's Sounds really cool. <laughs> Do you have a memory? Can of, we continue on the questions? Yeah, I want to ask for both of you. Do you have a memory of a book from your early childhood? A first favorite book that you remember? A parent Elephant reading, and Piggy. A parent reading or you reading? Except, tell tell me what was your favorite Elephant and Piggy, Flora? My favorite was always um, Waiting. Mm-hmm. Waiting is not easy. Yeah. And it was about a surprise. Piggy had a surprise for elef- for the elephant named Gerald. And and 
it was the stars, so he had to be, like, really patient. And it, in the book, I liked how it would get, like, darker and darker and darker mm-hmm. and darker <laughs> as the pages went on. Yeah, that was a special one. We read it nine billion times. We had multiple copies. And by the time you were, like, I don't know, one and a half, two, you could read it along with us. <laughs> so that was fun. How about you, Atticus? The Pigeon. Oh, it was about. All right, I, th- I think this one. I can't remember. I haven't seen the title. The pigeon can't drive the. the yes, the, the, the pigeon the can't drive the bus. Don't let the pigeon drive the oh, bus. Don't let it drive the bus. Yeah, it was about a pigeon. Yeah, Mo Wellens made an impression on both of your childhoods. Yes, same author. Pretty cool. Atticus used to like be obsessed with Transformers. And so one of the things in our, we read at bedtime, but one thing we also do at bedtime is they like me to tell them stories. And Atticus always wanted me to tell them a bedtime story. (laughs) And every story would involve a transformer. There would be some car and over time it would be revealed that it was a transformer. And every time Atticus was shocked and surprised. (laughs) What? I'm impressed with your uh, patience and perseverance on creating Transformer stories um, every night. Well, I have a whole world right now that I tell Holden about. It's about his husband, who is a seal named Wallace, <laughs> and they live on Seal Island, and they get up to all kinds of shenanigans. Also, Wallace became the mayor, and there's a mean old <laughs> pigeon, or like a mean old penguin, a penguin, penguin <laughs> um... Uh, the penguin was running for mayor too, and he was he was really grumpy, and so um he was he was really mean to um Wallace. So when Wallace came home, she was like, "Holden, this guy is really mean to me. Can you go tell him to stop or something?" You and don't then, do a good Wallace voice, but go and, on. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> and then um, penguin was really mean to me. <laughs> and so, Will you help me. <laughs> Alden went over to the penguin's house, and he's like, hey, man, you want to go to the beach? And so they went to the beach, and he's like, hey, you want a hug? And so Holden hugged the penguin, and then he shoved him into the ocean. I thought this was like going towards this compassionate solving of penguins' issues. No, that doesn't no, usually have that no, story. No. Also, one time, uh, Holden cut out. Wallace and Holden, the, the way Wallace. they met, they got they got they got eaten by um a uh, a whale, and Holden found a chainsaw and cut open the whale and escaped. Okay, good. <laughs> and then Wallace tugged him to Seal Island, where they eventually wed, mm-hmm. and they live in a cave, and they oh. just have all sorts of friends and adventures. That sounds really fun. We do story time as well. But usually, I'm reading from a book. I'm not a writer or creator. Dad was he when I was little. He he read to me. Oh, he I, made up stories. Yeah, one was called the bugger. The bugger. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. It's about a giant bugger that goes around the playground, sucking up kids. Into the bugger. Sounds like an illiterate person telling this story. I want, I think uh, he should make that into a real book. The bugger? Yeah. What kid doesn't want to read about a bugger sucking kids up? I mean, I do think a bugger would probably sell. Poop, farts, 
Butts. Ew. Ew, no. Yeah. The poop bug. Yeah. I love I Eat Poop. That's my favorite book. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's a book? Yeah, you probably yeah, have it at your house. house. I Eat Poop? Yeah. It's about a dung beetle. Okay, thank goodness. I, I know. Thought, I, I know. thought it was a human eating milk. I mean, there are what? people who have Okay, these can issues. we continue all questions? <laughs> yeah, ask yes. one. Yes, Go please. for it, Flora. What do you got? <laughs> do you have Goodreads? What is that? <laughs> Tell them. Tell them, girl. It's an app where you can track the books you're reading, and you search it up. And you press read, and then when you're done reading it, you press um, done reading. And you can have like a year or your goal, and you get to choose how long your goal is. What's your goal for this year, Flora? 70, but I'm six books ahead schedule. Nice. I was afraid I wasn't going to finish it. How did you learn about Goodreads? My sister Eloise. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you rate your books? Yeah. When you finish them? Usually it's like five. She's an enthusiastic reader. I know, I love that. So that's so cool. You could try that sometime. No, I Graphic novels are on there too. I just judge books by their cover. We all do, Flora. (laughs) And then I know that it's good. Mm. That's how I get good books. Mm -hmm. Well, you know... We all judge books by their cover, whether we admit it or not. Mm-hmm. They say never judge a book by its cover. Wise. But As a metaphor, it's legit. Yeah. In reality, with actual books, that's not valid. Exactly. <laughs> well, we totally judge books, can, not people. Don't What's judge your people by their cover. What's your question? Um, hmm... You said you play <coughs> Roblox. What game do you like to play on Roblox, which is a game? Um, I like to play, I really like Flee the Facility and Doors and Spider. They're all scary games. Doors is the best. Is that your favorite, Agus? Yeah, so it's a first-person game where you run around, you find keys, you unlock doors, escape monsters that are trying to kill you. Yeah, so, like, you hide in cabinets Mm -hmm. when the lights flicker, because then Seek is coming. And basically, he just comes through, and he's a big black air bubble, kind of, and he turns out all the lights. That's creepy. And and you can can find, like, um, you can find... Matches or like lighters, mm-hmm. and then you can turn them on. But they this sounds horrible. So you just like you're hiding from a monster. Yeah, playing with matches. Yeah, you could play this in real life without video games. No, and I'll be the monster. No, no, and you're you are trying your... to get through all the doors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, oh, without okay. getting destroyed. Yeah, and there's like you have to find the keys to get the doors, and sometimes it tries to trick you because if you go in the wrong door, it'll like. Put your health bar down. Okay. You want to ask a question now? Yeah. What do you like to do with your dog? Um. Do you train him? Like, do you go to dog class? Uh, he retired. 
He graduated. <laughs> he retired. He graduated. We um, did go to dog class. He's a graduate. He's a graduate. I'm, pr- I'm pretty proud of him. Um, I, I've been to the same class two times. Mm-hmm. I have to go again now. The, the first time, Posey wasn't ready. And the second time, I failed. And the only reason I failed was because I held her leash too tight. To Ugh. clarify, Once. this is the canine <coughs> citizen test that you take at the end oh. of the oh. last class I, that you can take at the club. But it's so stupid. I had to, like... No, that's uh, how we learn. You'll have the same I thing held happen. leash too tight? The same thing will happen when you take your permit test, driver's ed test. Mm-hmm. You got to learn the little things you got to do right. I already did right on my... um. Golf cart driving. I am so good at it. I'm better than my sister yet. She can get a license. So never say kids cannot pass driver's license tests or anything. They can. They just need practices from their grandma's boyfriend. Because that's <laughs> what I got. grandma better not have a boyfriend. She does. Oh, the and other I grandma. Learned, Sorry. Yes. There's one grandma eligible yes. for yes. boyfriends. Yes. And yes. one who's not. Yes. <laughs> My grandma Sharon. My grandma Sharon um, is boyfriend eligible. Yes. Yes. She. Oh yeah, you um, went to the hometown, and there you can drive golf carts everywhere, right? It's yeah, it's freedom, but I can't drive on the roads because you can't take the test, Dad. Because you're too young. You have to be 14. I'm better than driving than my 14 year old sister, and she even admits it. Why can't I take the test? I can take the swimming test at, like, Furman Aquatic Center. What's the difference? Driving a golf cart on a road? <laughs> jumping off of, like, a 30-feet diving board? Well, What's it, the difference? It is just, like, stealing and pressing a pedal. Exactly. Why don't you write It's not a like there's the any, editor. like, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, from a scale to 1 to 10, how much do you like cleaning? Uh, I'll give it a solid eight. That's generous. That's pretty good. Flora? Compared to my iPad, it'd get a six. What? (laughs) You are like the most prolific reader of all our kids, probably. Yeah. But if I had to get off my iPad, well, fine, eight, whatever. Eight. I feel like you're a level 10 reader, but whatever. Whatever, Flora. Yeah, come <laughs> on. Evs. No, Kids no I just did my question. Okay. It's his question now. Yeah, it's Atticus's turn. Don't make Flora carry the show. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how you treat ladies. Ladies first. Yeah. That's why I did the first question. Wait, uh, chivalry was a long time ago. How do you spell it? How do you spell it? How do you pronounce that? What? You just did it. You did it. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. You know what chivalry is? Explain. What? What is chivalry? Uh, one like men do try and do like everything for the ladies. Yeah, get it in your head, bro. What? You can practice with me. What? That- chivalrous. It was a long time ago. No, chivalry is not dead. Yes, it's a it famous is. saying. Yes, no, it it's is. a famous saying. It's dead. Somebody said it. It's not dead. I mean, well, yeah, but that's because Jennifer you guys, chivalry you guys were alive dead. when it was like a thing. Oh my no, god! Now, Ellen, now, 1800s. 
We're the new generation, okay? Okay, what's your question? <laughs> All right. Okay, new generation. Tell yes. us what's about your the, question. Tell us about your generation. Our, um, yeah, how are you guys different than us? Yeah. We have they we, don't, we have devices in our childhood which would be which is very entertaining. Yes. And they don't know what Roblox in until Roblox is until you explain it to them. Yeah. My my grandma like, Sharon still can't play Roblox. I don't feel like you're making a good case for no. your generation, but go go on. Everyone in our generation knows we're making a good case. You just don't understand cuz you're like 4 years old. <laughs> like Sorry. 40. Like 40. Yeah. Okay, like besides four Roblox, what is defining? Okay, your what generation? is your question? Uh, would you like to speak, uh, Posey? Hi, Posey. Uh, Flora, how about you have questions? You yeah, have I more, do. And you can just ask them back and forth. Okay, does your dog do anything funny? His eyes do something funny. What do they do? One of his eyes points in one direction. His other eye points in the other direction. They are never straight. They are like... He's a chameleon. He actually kind of is. Except his eyes don't look like one of those camera things when they come out and they like stick out and they look like a camera. I don't know. <laughs> you guys both have kind of bulbous eyes, dog. <laughs> Well, besides dogs. Kelsey doesn't really do anything funny. Not yeah, really. she does. Like what? What I was trying to demonstrate. But oh, we'll yeah. Later. She'll she'll bulk at dogs on the TV. Or any animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, can, she watches TV. And, but she also does this one thing. She'll sleep above my head. So now I have two pillows on one side. <laughs> Her pillow will be above mine and mine will be below. So then she can oh. stay above my head. I think she likes it so, so she can smell my head. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. I know something funny that Tato does. What? Or maybe it's something funny that I do. I sleep on the floor with the dogs. Aww. On the wood. My Posey <laughs> just sleeps on my bed. But um, do you use a bookmark or... Do you like dog ear your books? Or do you just close them? I dog ear them, of course, like dog eared books. Thank you. I use bookmarks. She's my child. Your mother dog ears. I kind of dog ear now. What? You dog ear. I don't mark my spot with no. a dog ear. No, you have to dog ear. You have to dog ear. I do. I brought my book today. It's around here somewhere. It's oh, under it's under my computer. computer. I'll show you. See, I do have dog ears, but they're special points. Like, listen to this. Um, hold on. Yeah, we should talk about what we're reading. What are you reading, Amanda? <laughs> yeah, wait, Floral, let's ask the adults questions. Let's ask the adults sure, questions Sure, now. sure, sure, sure. Okay, okay. What, what are your questions for us? That's not a good question. You'll get angry at me. Um, um, what? How many books do you read in one month? Would you say I'm not good at a month because month to month is very different based on like what's going on in a our year. lives, right? Um, last year I read almost eighty. I hope 
that I will read more this year. I mean, I think for a lot of people, 100 is a goal. And then there's crazy people like Mariah who works for us who like reads like 200. But does Mariah have a phone? That's a good yeah. question. She does. She has good self-restraint. She doesn't waste her time on YouTube. <laughs> She's a good adult. Do you have a question for your mom? What do you think of our new generation? <laughs> what do you think of it? Yeah. I think you guys are real cute. <laughs> that is not a good answer. Like, what do you think about, like, electronics and stuff like that? You know, yeah, just, just the regular stuff. Um, and Alexas. Yes. Like, you I, didn't have Alexas. Yeah, no, we did yeah, not yeah because, because all you we did. Yeah, Alexas. yeah, because you touched grass. <laughs> you touched grass. We did touch grass. <laughs> I never touch grass. You're so horrible. I haven't touched grass in two years. That's not true. Well, you said you don't lie. I walk on grass, mm-hmm. um, but my I'm wearing shoes, so technically it's not my skin or my feet touching the grass. It's my shoes. Did, Ooh, copy. So, did, did you do anything funny or weird, and or weird? Uh. <laughs> Other than the sleeping on the floor with the dogs, Atticus um, is just generally weird. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's like kind of my thing. That's like my thing. I do something weird where, like, whenever like randomly I'll go. Atticus reported a ringtone for my phone, but I haven't figured out how to put it on. Oh, remember you heavy metal band? Oh, remember what it is? I have a video of it. You heavy metal band. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen videos of you dancing like on your table. Do you not remember your heavy metal band? Oh, yeah. What was that called again? The Cool Kids, right? I'm a cool kid. I'm a cool kid. Yeah, the whole song is... (laughs) Oh, you know, he also is a. He loves. Posey was glowing. Right, Posey, I agree. Totes. That's how I feel, too. You're okay, Posey. You want to give her a treat? He also loves. Posey, yeah. He's really good at singing Tribute by Tenacious D. Um, I bet you both know the Peaches song. Peaches, 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 Mario, Luigi, and Donkey Kong too. A thousand troops of Koopas couldn't keep me from you. Princess Peach, you're at the end of the line. Yeah, I'll make you mine. Oh, peaches, 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 peaches. Good job. I wonder where he gets it from. You should do tribute. Well, then you're going to have to play the song. Play it. I can only sing along with it. So, uh, Tenacious D features 
Jack Black. Yes. Mm, yeah. And Jack, Jack Black, Black is like the best. Jack Black is um the greatest. No, what character is he? What character is he? He's Bowser. Bowser. He's yeah. Bowser. Yes. Alright. The the evil guy, Bowser. Who wants... Oh, you gotta turn it up. No, you just gotta hear you sing. Just for a little bit. That is song in the world. No, this is just so tricky. Like show crier (laughs) and performance and everything. You're a really good singer. Your commitment (laughs) to the role is the ultimate feat. Like you are so committed. I guess, yeah. All right. I think your mom and I have to get down to business. Talk about what's popping in the store. Kind of like one champagne. <clears throat> it's well, like I have to drive to Perry. Oh, okay, fine. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Rachel said she'll drive. Ooh. Rachel never did anything for me, ever. What besides Except like for offer to get my customers? So. Besides like editing every <laughs> single one of your podcasts, and besides like um, it's the only thing she just, ever does. Just like I'm um, running like your Facebook pages and whatever and whatever. Are we okay to pop? <clears throat> What are we drinking now that our <laughs> some Now we made our kids go on a walk. <clears throat> We're drinking kava. Or kava kava. That was a tongue twister. So it probably came from Spain. Yeah, it's a product of saying or kava kava. Excellent. Yeah. We decided we needed to. It's Friday. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, it's Friday. Friday, Friday, gonna get down on Friday. That is Rachel's doppelganger. And who is Rachel's Rebecca doppelganger? Black? And as in Jack Black's wife? No. God, it's no. Rebecca Black. You don't remember that song? Okay. No, I don't know that song. Fun, fun, fun. Parties, parties. Yeah. <laughs> Which seat will I choose? <laughs> you guys, this is like a moment I was not part of. Oh, well, it you was, need to Google that shit. strong in my high school years. That's, that's like probably 2010, 11, maybe. Yes. Maybe a little before that. Maybe it was like 2008. I feel like it was because I think I was teaching high school when <laughs> that came out. So 2008? And you well, sang it every Friday. 2008, 2009, probably somewhere yeah, in there. Somewhere in yeah. There. Um, but speaking of doppelgangers, I am reading a book called Doppelganger. Oh my God. Yes. Do I know about this? I don't know. It's not How out yet. How did you discover? Oh, it's a, an advanced reader copy. Yes. It's nonfiction. And. Oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. I remember reading about this. Okay. Tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's by Naomi Klein and she wrote a book yeah. called The Shock Doctrine that was pr- a pretty big deal and it was post 9-11. Um, in which she kind of writes about how when you have these like moments of great crisis, that becomes almost can be a moment of weakness where extremism um, and those kinds of things can filter in. So she's been writing nonfiction, political, current event type of stuff for decades. And there is another writer named Naomi Wolf who wrote in the 90s a book called The Beauty Myth, which was a feminist book. And over the years, Naomi Wolf has become progressively psycho, okay? Like, she's a Sarah Palin lady, okay? That's what she's like. COVID is, everything's a conspiracy. She hangs out with Steve Bannon. 
you know, she's like that type of person. But because they both had their careers followed similar trajectories in terms of their age and they're both writing in nonfiction, they're both writing about current things. Naomi Klein was like often getting confused with Naomi Wolf, like on social media. That's people become like they tag the wrong person. Right, exactly. And so at first she was only like a little bit annoyed by it. And then she realized like it was being auto filled in when people were searching and tagging. And she's like, whoa, this person is like complete opposite of my belief system. But we're getting confused all the time. And so it's about that. But I think it's also about just sort of those like gray areas that exist on the Internet where the lines blur and like whoever we are on the Internet might not be our real self. And I was hoping this was a book about actual doppelgangers. No, it's not an actual doppelganger. Sorry. But this sounds fascinating too. Are but you But she writes it? about like actual doppelgangers. So it's very it's okay. it's a very smart, well-researched book. So it's like part about memoir, memoir pot, yeah, exactly. And then um I'm also reading Trust by Hernan Diaz, which has been a bookstore favorite, won the Pulitzer a couple years ago. Uh it is excellent. I'm impressed with your ability to read backlist. Well, I have been reading frontlist for most of the time, and and I read ahead most of the time. Right. But every now and then there's a book where I'm like, you know, I mean, there are a lot of books I never got to that are now backlist, but there are some that just like kind of crop up, and I'm like, I really should read that because everyone likes it. So I kind of found myself in this brief moment where I didn't have like something I had to read for a book club or something. Yeah. And we're like kind of caught up on subscription reading a little bit. So I was like, I'm just going to read it. I think that's super cool. And it's cool. cool. So it's like, you know, just a brief synopsis. It's written in four parts. And the first part is this novel called Bonds. And it's about this New York financier in the 20s, who many people blame for the Great Recession and about his his wife who dies in a sanatorium. And it's understood that when this novel is released, it is loosely based or based upon a real person. Uh, Andrew Bevel is the real person. So the second part of Trust is Andrew Bevel's memoir and the notes of his memoir. The third part is the woman who was tasked with basically writing the memoir for him and then the fourth part is the notes of his wife. So it's, it's so like, cool. it's kind of like um, a step removed each time, you know, or a step closer, I guess, to the original source. Uh, and it's really interesting. Um, and the writing is is spectacular. Yeah. I loved it. And I felt like the structure was offering something just completely novel. Yeah, it's it's a it's really different. Yeah. What are you reading? So I think it's funny that we're both reading nonfiction right now. You read more than I do, but um since we opened, we've been carrying books in our nature science section about mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, magic mushrooms, like this new phenomenon about how you can change your mind. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting, whatever, order. And Rachel's always talking about her shroom use. Yeah. So (laughs) it's been on the periphery of my consciousness. I know people on staff have read some of the books. Michael Pollan is a favorite writer, uh, How to Change Your Mind, This Is Your Mind on Plants. It's like a hot topic. It's like owls and octopi. 
Owls, octopi, and shrooms. Yep. The nature trifecta. Right. Well, I've referenced frequently on this podcast my ADHD that I was diagnosed with in adulthood, which you so patiently have accommodated since we opened our business and actually kind of diagnosed for me. (laughs) I don't know about that. I did get an official diagnosis, friends, but... um, Ellen, a former teacher, knows it when she sees it. Well, I also have two children with it. Yeah. So. Struggled with it. Couldn't take any uh, stimulants because they cause, which I realize now I is an inappropriate reference to meth mouth. People actually think that when you take methamphetamine, I learned this in the book I'm reading right now, A Really Good Day by Islet Waldman. Um, former mystery writer, a nonfiction writer. I mean, she has a career in writing, was actually a lawyer um, who worked for the state of California, um, represented people in drug cases. But anyway, um, she had a similar trajectory as I did in that she was struggling with mental health and trying to identify what exactly was she, what exactly was her mind dealing with? What exactly was going on? She She didn't know. She had bipolar in her family. She had been diagnosed with bipolar two, which is like a, a subtler form, less, you know, swinging form, less intense form of bipolar. And um, she thought she had that pinned down. But then what she discovered when she started tracking her moods was that she was actually suffering from like an extreme form of PMS. It's a disorder in which mood swing as greatly, almost as greatly as bipolar disorder. And she was realizing she was basically very unhappy and anxious and pissy and irritable in the week leading up to menstruation and then also right before ovulation. So she had a whole protocol in place for how to deal with that with um, anxiety drugs and antidepressants and other tools. But then she went through perimenopause. Guess what happens during perimenopause? (laughs) You can't track your shit anymore. It just happens all the time for long amounts of time, then short amount amount of time. Like, it's unpredictable. And she was also suffering the symptoms of perimenopause. Sweats at night, having trouble sleeping, memory issues. So she was at a similar point to where I've been throwing her hands up. Like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Am I just going to be a raging bitch for the rest of my life who's incapable of doing the things I want to do? Um, You're not a raging bitch. Well, I can be. (laughs) Ask my family. If Flora was still here, she might have some thoughts about my moods. But, you know, the thing is, they got it. You know, they've got stuff going on, too. Um, My kids have their own mental health paths to navigate. But... I'm trying to forge the path because I've run into these issues with really unusual side effects to um, anti-anxiety drugs, to stimulants. I ended up with what they call colloquially meth mouth. My mouth is still messed up in that I was um, having repetitive movements of the tongue, making my the roof of my mouth sore, my tongue sore. It affects my speech still to this day. I can feel it like I kind of trip over my tongue. And, you know, I'm just kind of back to using an anxiety drug to tamp down my reaction to stimuli, you know, in work, home, what have you. 
um, that comes with its own side effects. So I'm curious about what else is there. You know, in Iowa, you can have medical marijuana card. I'm like, oh, should I do my medical marijuana card and try that? I spoke to the author, TJ Clune, um, at the Midwest Independent Bookseller Association conference. He said he uses that for ADHD. Um, I, you know, I'm just desperate for a solution. That's where I come to the curation of our store offers the solutions. Um, and so we have these books on using psilocybin, um, the magic mushroom to microdose to assist with things like addiction and ADHD and depression and anxiety, um, and countless other mental health symptoms. Anyway, this all brings me to a really good day, how microdosing made a mega difference in my mood, my marriage, and my life. This is a mother of four discovering in her 50th year what exactly she's reckoning with and looking outside the bounds of traditional medicine to find a solution. In her case, LSD. She lives in California, the Silicon Valley area. Since LSD and other psychedelics were outlawed in the 1960s, it's continued to be something that people use for productivity and focus and innovation in the tech industry. So it's never left the area um, of Berkeley, Silicon Valley, and the big minds of California. And she had access to one of the foremost thinkers on LSD and psilocybin use, um, <clears throat> Fadiman. Dr. Fadiman is his name. He basically wrote the protocol and did the research using anecdotal reports from people all across the country who are self-medicating with psilocybin and LSD. It was immensely popular to use psychedelics through the 60s for all of these sorts of symptoms, but especially for innovation, creative thought, writing, um, technological developments. People were using it, but a kind of counterculture developed in which it became very recreational and parents freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Like the generation of parents raising kids in the 60s and 70s basically convinced the U.S. Senate to pass a law that was signed into law that was the war against drugs. And it's totally changed our culture. You want to talk about incarceration rates, uh, racial bias when it comes to drug use and incarceration rates. And it's prevented generations of people from accessing these drugs to solve problems more effectively than the medical grade, you know, um, inventions that we have, these stimulants and antidepressants that cause such uh, huge side effects. So it is a first person memoir slash research piece that I'm reading. Um, it's filled with all kinds of fascinating information about the history of psychedelics, um, individuals who've been thought leaders when it comes to psychedelics. And um, my mind is kind of blown. Uh, I'm very curious about this and it's going to be one of my staff picks. I'm All like right, I'm obsessed with I'm it. Interested. I will share it with you when I'm done. So I'm doing that. And then I also started the new Pip Williams book, um, about book binding. 
I think it, I don't it might be the the bookbinder or the lost book. I don't remember what the exact title is, but this is someone, someone who writes fiction about books, a lover. I think the last one was called something about a dictionary, dictionary of lost words or something. Oh. Um, this is the new book by Pip, Pip Williams. Um, it is a female bookbinder who has a twin sister. They've lost their mother. The twin sister has the bookbinder of Jericho. Is it? That's what it's called? Yeah. The Bookbinder of Jericho by Pippa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she lives in Jericho. And she's working on a compilation of Shakespeare's works, in it, like the 300th anniversary of his death or birth. And she's also working on a dictionary, I think. Anyway, I'm just at the beginning. And, you know, a book about books is fascinating. So that's what I'm up to. Awesome. All right. What's coming out this week? All right. I've pulled up some of our new releases. It looks like what we're most excited about is Thorn Edge by T. Kingfisher. This is a new fantasy, folktale, fairy tale kind of mythological retelling. Well, I read their book, What Moves the Dead, which is a mushroom book. So What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What Moves the Dead is a mushroom book? Fuck yeah, it is. What does that mean? It deals with mushrooms, Amanda. Okay. Like magic mushrooms? Mm, In a sense. Is it creepy? It's a retelling of an Edgar Allan Poe story. Okay. I don't know if I want to read it. It's a novella. I think you would like it. I think we store it in our horror section. We do. And I have a mushroom grow bag sitting at my house. And I don't want (laughs) to worry about that thing coming to eat me. Don't watch the movie Shrooms. I won't. Or The Last of Us. <laughs> All right. This one is about a character named Toadling. And on the day of her birth, she's stolen by the fairies. And she grows up. It's pretty rude. In fairyland. Sounds good. It sounds fun. Well, I we like have it. a lot of T. Uh, Kingfisher fans on Right. Stuff. Right. This one sounds more interesting. Um, than a scary Edgar Allan Poe retelling. It's more my taste. That's what I should say. (laughs) Okay. So it sounds like this is kind of a um, Briar Rose retelling. Um, Okay. Which fairy tale is that? I'm not not Cinderella. Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. It's a Sleeping Beauty retelling Um, because she's been taken away by the fairies. She's protected by thorns. A knight comes to rescue her. We'll find out how we're going to alter this one. All right. Let's see what else we got. Um, We've got new Alice Hoffman. Ooh, that's exciting. Invisible Hour. That's really exciting. So it's about this woman who grows up in a cult and she's obsessed with the Scarlet Letter and she feels like it relates to her family circumstance and why they're maybe in this cult. Mm Mm-hmm. And then as she grows, um, she leaves. She falls in love with a guy. But there's these threads of the Scarlet Letter throughout the whole thing. So I don't know that it's like a re- – it's not a retelling of the Scarlet Letter. But it is like kind of a tribute Similar. maybe to the, yeah. to the Scarlet Influence Letter. Inspired. Yeah. All right. Um, we have a dystopian science fiction apocalyptic piece of fiction called The Great Transition coming out. It's by Nick Fuller Googans. 
That's a great last name. <laughs> Not Goggins. Googins. Double O. They're comparing it to Station Eleven. It always makes me think of the um, the Light Pirate as well, one of our favorites. And it's about a very realistic future world in which climate change has totally altered the way that we live. Um, so, like, it's like the transition between, like, the before and after the devastating effects of climate change. Correct. There's also kind of some suspense and mystery involved. It's about um, Emmy Vargas and her parents who have been involved in work with the climate crisis. And her mother disappears because she's a possible suspect in the assassination of um, a public figure. And because of her work in climate crisis um, action, she's a suspect. So it's about them and um, the trajectory of their family life. I find these sort of these novels that explore climate crisis very compelling because I it is one of the foremost worries for me. You're like, a sci-fi fan, sort of. If it's handled, no, I like it too. Um, I like the Light Pirate uh, migrations. Yeah, was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like. Cli-fi, but not if it's called Cli-fi. <laughs> yeah, Do you know like, what stop, I mean? Stop it. Yeah, yeah, I can't handle it. If you're going to call it Cli-fi, then I'm like, ew, I don't want to read Well, it is genre. interesting when it's done well, because, you know, for example, The Light Pirate, it's like, yeah, I mean, this is probably going to happen. Like, right. <laughs> it's and not, then what? It's not like completely far-fetched or anything. It's like, no, really, like, if we don't change what we're doing like this florida will go underwater right it is going underwater right so and i think i prefer that the anxiety be named and reckoned with than ignored (laughs) so i appreciate that when that is is an element of any story i read where we're not ignoring the fact of this lurking danger that will change the world as we know it I don't, I don't remember quite the context, but I was talking uh, with my husband, a friend of ours, uh, and we were, it came up like, oh, the end of the world or whatever. And he was like, <laughs> my husband was like, no, it won't be the end of the world. It'll be the end of humans. The world is going to go on without us. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, exactly. And I was like, yeah, that's like kind of fucked up too, because we have the ability to save ourselves, but we don't. So what else do we have coming out this week? Yay for the kid episode. We're yeah. world. Um, in paperback, we have Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayburn. So this was a Thrills and Chills book club pick. Yeah. Um, elderly, old ladies. Uh, yeah, old ladies. Uh, they're on a vacation. Um, and yeah, they kill people. That's really fun. They're assassins. I'm excited about in kids. Um, this book that has a great title and I love the illustrator author is Adam Rex and he wrote the story of Gumluck the wizard. So this is going to be a new series and it's for early chapter book readers, you know, early elementary school. Um, you've progressed into reading independently. I just love the cover. I love the name Gumluck. I'm excited <laughs> to see if this comes together because I'm always looking for a new chapter book series. That can like level up to, I always hold Roll Doll as the benchmark. Can you hit me with a Roll Doll level book? I want some illustration. I want some originality. I want some humor. So Adam Rex usually brings us some good stuff. All right. 
What's popping at the store, Amanda? I have no idea. I do. I do. Um, Today, the 13th, or no, the 15th. (laughs) The 15th. Today, Tuesday, August 15th at 530, we have Thrills and Chills discussing Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murderers. Awesome. I'll read picture books with Levy at 10 a.m. on Wednesday. Thursday, 10 a.m., come join the Dog Ear Books official book club. Because we're talking Chain Gang All-Stars. Just come, guys. If you've read that book, skip work if you're working. Yeah, skip it. If you haven't read it, come and find out why you should read it. I mean, if there was ever a time to participate in the official book club, this is it. This is it. All right. Thursday night at 7, we have trivia. Friday at 7, we have found in translation discussing the novel Magma. On Saturday from 11.30 to 1.30, we're providing an opportunity for voter registration. So you college kids who are swarming back into Ames, get registered to vote and help transform this state Motherfucking state. This motherfucking state back into something these little kids we had on the show can be proud of. Do what's right for you and them. And it's not book banning. And Sunday at 2 p.m., Cafe Philosophy. Come discuss the meaning of life with Chad and others. Beautiful. Keep the champagne flowing and the books going. Word. I did it. They were really good. Yeah. I love them. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in dog-eared books every single week. Yep. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at at dog-eared books Ames or at dog-eared books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs>